Hello, Highland Middle School. We're back for another episode of the HMS Podcast. Before we get to our conversation today with Superintendent Nate Huffman, just a few reminders. Any students that still have school Chromebooks or mobile hotspots, please get those returned as soon as possible so we can begin preparing them for next school year. Also, we have been posting and sharing updates on our social media pages. We do have a Facebook page. Also, we have Twitter and Instagram. Both of those you can follow us at HMS underscore Scotts. We try to update those several times a week. As I said, our guest today is Superintendent Mr. Huffman. Good morning, Mr. Huffman. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. So we'll jump right in here. So um, for, for middle school students, and especially those without older siblings, they probably have no idea who Mr. Huffman is. So um, just share with us a little bit about, about your background, personally, professionally, kind of help, help our students get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, am, uh, I just finished my eighth year in the district. Um, the previous seven years were spent at the high school. Um, prior to that, I was, uh, I was a high school math teacher at Highland. Um, as well, and then I was out of the district for three years in a, in another district, and then returned as high school principal. So uh, most of my time has, except for this year over at the district office, has been spent at the high school. Um, I try to get out into the buildings and and meet all the kids in the in the different grade levels, but it is difficult, and uh, you know a lot of times they see a guy walking around it's just a uh, you know another adult walking in the building and and um you know i don't want to bother him or or anything like that so you know i look forward to meeting all the kids you know here and there and and doing what i can um i'm originally from loudonville so about 45 minutes northeast of here um but uh yeah the uh spent my Spent my career teaching math and and uh, and being a high school principal. So loving the new job um, as superintendent. This this definitely threw a curveball this year um, with the global pandemic. But uh, you know, having a good staff and great kids um, really you know made made everything a lot better. Um, so looking forward to what next year entails. There's still a lot of unknowns, but we're preparing and getting ready and, you know, want the kids to have a great experience next year. So are you, are you trying to tell us that there was no global pandemic 101 in your superintendent training? You know, oddly there was not, <laughs> I think, unless I skip that class. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, when I, when I call some of the, the veteran superintendents for some advice on things, you know, this is all new to them yeah. as well. So, um, no, unfortunately, maybe in the future, the future superintendents will get that global pandemic <laughs> class, but I, I unfortunately did not. Yeah. So, um, so for, for a lot of kids, um, and maybe even a lot of families, um, maybe describe what, what the day to day, uh, is like in the job of a superintendent. What does that all entail? Well, the, the difficult part is you have, and it's very similar to, you know, being a high school principal, you have your agenda for the day and the items that you want to get done. 
Um, but you never know when you when you come in the office, um, you know what that day is actually going to look like. Uh, a majority of this spring um, has been spent on um, looking at legislative updates. Lots of lots of uh, reading of House and Senate bills and trying to um, stay ahead of you know what's coming down the pipeline law-wise, um, looking at our policies, making sure we have everything in place, um, updating our safety plans, um, you know, trying to always, like I said, stay ahead of, of what's coming, but always keeping our students, um, you know, at the, at the forefront of, of what's most important. So, um, I, you know, I think overall, looking back, um, I, I, you know, I, I like to uh, reflect on on my day and how things went, and would I change something? And I, the the staff at, at Highland and, and what they did this spring for the students. Um, you know, we we found out on a Thursday that school was going to be closed Friday. Um, you know, we teachers had the kids making sure they were able to log on to whatever learning management system or, or however they're going to be communicating. And Monday we hit the ground um, running. And uh, I know there were other districts out there that took, you know, time off trying to figure out how they were going to do this. And, um, and, and our teachers did not. They, they got after it right away. Um, you know, so as, as I look back and reflect and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really happy with with what we were able to do given the circumstances. Um, I think our graduation was phenomenal. Um, just, you know, looking at, at what the kids were able to, once again, given the circumstances, what they were able to, to experience, um, I, I couldn't be happier. So it's, it's been a, an, an interesting spring, but, uh, but, but very, very happy with the way things turned out. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what uh, my day currently entails. Lots of, lots of paperwork and lots of reading. For sure. So, you know, one, one, of, the, one of the questions that I asked kids a lot this year, and you kind of touched on this, but, you know, what was the biggest challenge of home instruction? And maybe you could touch on this even as a dad. Um, what, what did you find to be the biggest challenge, both maybe as a superintendent but also personally as a dad with learning from home? Well, you know, from the, from the dad and superintendent standpoint, it was a work-life balance. You know, um, I feel for the parents that were, were still were working from home. Um, you know, I, I was still able to come into the office. Uh, my wife was, was at home with the kids, you know, helping them with their schoolwork. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes getting, you know, pulling teeth, trying to get them to do their work. Um, lots of, <laughs> lots of uh, uh, not, uh, I should say, not fun times, um, yep. you know, at home. But, you know, it, it was, it was, we have four kids and three of them are, are, are school age. And, and so it was, you know, being able to help each one of those kids when they were when they were stuck or they needed assistance, and um, that was that's the tough part. And uh, so, you know, I 
I, I have to, you know, give praise to all of our parents, and because I know what what they're what they went through. Mm-hmm. And it was there was nothing easy about it. It was it was extremely difficult, um, and very frustrating at times, and uh, you know. It, <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to experience this again. Uh, you're not kidding. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, as you're reading and, and, you know, we hear this term equity come up a lot. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, what what is what does that mean um, and how, you know, what are some of the ways, and, and we've touched on, on this kind of throughout the spring, but like what are some of the ways that we as a district are kind of battling these equity issues? So... Some of the some issues that schools have, um, they were really brought to light when everyone had to work from home, and there's a lot of different reasons out there. And but one of the big ones was um, lack of internet um, resources, and that can simply be due to where you live and and not being able to access the internet or or maybe you have internet but it's so slow that um you know being able to watch a a lesson um you know through a, a video is really not possible um so you know we we saw these things and we worked out a, a contract with with verizon to get mobile hotspots but we did find that there were still some areas within the district that those, you know, those mobile hotspots, um, speed-wise, um, were not great. Uh, we did send home Chromebooks for any families that needed those as well. Um, and then, like I said, we we had our mobile hotspots. The uh, and the, we had you know paper copies of things as well that the teachers would put together. So um, we we did find though that you know some. Some students had more access to internet and therefore resources than others. And, and um, you know, from my standpoint, you know, that's not okay. Um, every kid deserves the absolute best opportunity to have a, a great, you know, experience learning. And so that was that was a big focus of ours. And, and moving forward for next year, um, you know, if something like this ever you know, we're faced with again, um, we'll be ready and, and be able to better assist those kids. Um, the internet thing is a, is a, is a big piece. Um, I reached out to, um, our, uh, our state representative, um, representative McLean last week, um, sent him an email regarding, um, some of the internet issues that we have in, in our district. And, uh, you know, I would like to, to be able to work with them and, and try to find a solution to getting better internet access to uh, to rural communities. So we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, and, you know he'll he'll get back with me on that. So obviously, you know, we there's still so much un, uncertainty um, with the start of school in the fall and what that looks like and how many restrictions there are. So kind of those uncertainties aside, because we really can't plan, what are some things that, um, you know, as, you know, being um, starting your first year, your, your the start of a first year of your superintendency, um, what are some maybe some long-term uh, goals or visions that you have for the district? Any new changes? Again, not talking about, you know, our, our COVID pandemic response, but what are some things that maybe uh, we can look forward to with Nate Huffman as the superintendent? So my, my, 
my philosophy on um, you know education and and I I did this when I was high school principal. Um, my my main initial focus is the school culture and climate, and I wanted every student to walk in the doors of the high school and feel like it is it is their their building. It's a place they want to be. It's a place that they look forward to uh, coming every day. And uh, if a student feels that and that's where they want to be, then the other stuff will, will kind of take care of itself. The, you know, testing and test scores and um, discipline issues within the building. Um, you know, if you have a great culture in, in your school, um, those other things will work themselves out. And uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm coming into a situation where I, I believe we already have that in all three of our buildings. And so I want to be able to support each building principal um, to continue on that path and always look for better ways to, um, what can we do to, to make, make the school an even um, better place to, to come, an even more welcoming, um, you know, building. And, and I already, I feel like we've already done a fantastic mm-hmm. job, but there's always ways that you can, you know, maybe improve something a little bit better. So, um that that's a big a, a big part of uh, of what I believe is is culture and climate, um, and now within the the entire district. Um, one thing that I, I did learn um, through parent feedback on being you know remote learning is um, we we have way too many different ways of communicating, um, which. When you're in a traditional, you know, school, it's not really a big, a big deal because the kids are in the building and mm-hmm. and uh, with the teacher and, and all of that. But but with the remote learning, um, you know, if you had multiple students, you know, at home, you might be receiving a, a communication from different learning management systems to Remind 101 to email. Um, I, there was just a lot, and, and that was a probably the the one big piece of um, you know I don't want to say negative feedback, but but feedback from which we definitely need to to focus on improving, and that was on the number of uh, ways we were communicating. So mm-hmm. we're addressing that, um, looking at going to a a a K through 12 learning management system just for a communication standpoint it's not like a curriculum or or you know anything like that but it, it's a way one place for parents to go and, and get information and, and know that that's where everything will be housed so we're working on that for next year um but uh, yeah we're looking forward to a, a you know a great school year next year a lot of a lot of unknowns but i'm confident that we will be we will be back in school, but we do want to have a, a an, an option for families that want to continue the online learning, and you know for whatever reason, and and everyone has their own reasons. And uh, but if that is is an option that you would like to do, then we want to be able to provide that. So we're working on that this summer as well, coming up with a an online. Uh, option for our for our kids good stuff man so you had mentioned that you know you started teaching at highland 
and then went away and then and then came back. Um, I, I, I talk with a lot of people about this, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on like what makes Highlands so special because it is. It, it's unique. It's um, I, I could talk about this for hours. But, but in your opinion, like what, what, what makes Highland just so special? So that's a great question. And what I didn't realize is, so when I taught here, I, I, was, I, I was teaching here, and I absolutely loved it. I, I loved my job. Um, you know, I had literally no reason to leave. Um, and I was looking for, well, it, it, it more or less kind of fell on, onto my plate. I, I wasn't searching, you know, necessarily for a new job. And it was a tough decision for me to leave, but I, I thought professionally, um, I need to experience another district to know the, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what, you know, what do other districts do? And so from a, a professional standpoint, I thought it would be, it would be really good for me. Um, and uh, so I was at Olentangy Orange is where I went. Absolutely loved it. Wonderful, wonderful people. Um, I was a head track coach there and, and coached football and had a, a wonderful experience. Um, but I, there was something that always drew me back to, you know, thinking about Highland and, and the, the kids at Highland and just my experience and with the the staff as well and when there was an opportunity uh, you know a principal's job came open and i just completed my my principalship um i was i I thought this is a great opportunity to to try to come back to highland and you know it's it's a when you look back it's kind of amazing how you know everything worked itself out but uh it, it was just one of those things i it's the people you know, it's it's not anything else. It's the people. We have just amazing kids. I, I love their stories. Um, you know, the the work ethic that they have, the values that they have, and then you know the staff. You know, I look forward to coming to work every day because of the people that I'm I'm around and I, I get to associate with. And uh, you know, I. I, I don't know if you, you really, you don't get that everywhere you go. And, you know, I, I hear that from from staff members that have left and gone on to other places. Um, you don't realize it, though, until it's gone. And then, uh, you know, you, the grass isn't always greener, you know, they say. But this is this is a wonderful place to be. And unless you experience something different, you don't realize that. Right, yeah. So it's, it's, it's always good to have those you know, other experiences out there. And, and I tell, you know, it, Highland graduates that are going into education, listen, you need to, you need to go experience another district. You know, you graduated from here. Um, you know, I, I know you would probably love to be a teacher at Highland, but you need to go out, experience another district or, or multiple districts, find out what they are doing good, um, and bad. And, um, you know, and then get that experience and, and come back to Highland and, um, you know, bring, bring, bring the good with you and, and uh, you know, we'll continue making Highland a better place. But I think it's important for, you know, Highland graduates, 
if they want to work at Highland to go get another, you know, go get experience somewhere else before they return. So what have I not asked you that I should have asked you? Oh, man, that's a... <laughs> I should ask you for these questions. Yeah, I know. Time. Hey, what are, what are you going to ask me? Um, well, um, man... You know, I stole I stole this question from another podcast that I listened to, and in fact, uh, Mrs. Jane's and I were laughing last week because we started using this question in interviews this spring. Of you know, what are we not asking that that we should have asked? Well, um, and it's okay. It's okay if you can't no, think that's, of anything. That's um, you know, you kind of hit on what what you know what next year is going to look like. Um, the uh, I, I like to ride my motorcycle. All right. You, you didn't ask about my I motorcycle. I didn't. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I, I like to, I, well, you know, when I when I got this job, former superintendent, you know, Mr. Friend, um, said you need to you need to get a motorcycle. I said, my, my wife will kill me if I get a motorcycle. He said, you need something, you know, you're going to be stressed out. You need something, you know, to, to go out and do. And, and um, I enjoy hunting. And uh, you know, there's nothing better than sitting up in a up in a tree stand, um, you know, in the out in the woods, and and it, it's very relaxing for me. But I did so last year. I did go out and, and uh, got a bike, and so I try to ride that to work every now and then, and, and cruise in the evenings. It is hard though with four kids at home finding some free time. <laughs> so so riding it to work is uh, a lot of times my my way of getting on it, but. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I'm glad I did. Um, I never thought I would have a motorcycle, but, uh, but now I get it. I, I see the enjoyment and, um, you know, the, just the free feeling of being out riding. It's, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool experience. It's good stuff, man. Well, hey, listen. I want to thank you for for your leadership during um, you know during this this time of unprecedented you know global pandemic. So uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for um, taking time out of your schedule today to to join me on the podcast. Hey, I, I love it. I, I love the podcast, and uh, I'm excited to have had the opportunity to be a part of it. So it's good stuff. I look forward to seeing all the all the students back in the fall. Heck yeah. Well, thanks, Mr. Huffman. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the HMS Podcast. Also, a special thanks to Mr. Huffman again for joining us. As we stated at the beginning of the episode, make sure that you are continuing to follow the middle school on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have any questions or you need anything over the summer, please do not hesitate to call here at the school, 419-768-2781. You can also send me an email if you need anything. This week, or maybe you've already received it, you should be receiving your final grade card in the mail. Also included in that mailing will be your school supply list for next year, as well as the 2020-2021 school calendar. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Go Scots!